good vibes, stick that inside the mind of psychic mamas. Good vibes, stick that inside the mind of psychic mamas. Hi, you guys, and welcome back to Good Vibes, Thick Thighs, Inside the Minds of Two Psychic Mamas. I am your host, Gemini211, aka Bad Bitch Energy, even though today I'm kind of funky energy, <laughs> along with my co-host, Roxy. Roxy? <laughs> I guess we're kind of, okay, you want to be on my level today? No, you don't. Mm, I mean, we all have our days. I know they don't get the people don't get to see us, but I even changed uh, rooms that I'm recording just to get a different kind of scenery going on around me. There's like <laughs> something in the, in the air and something in the water. Well, from what I understand, Leo season is very heavy, so it could be the Leo season. Damn you, Leos! Yeah, take back your energy. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> and we're barely on the first week of August. As you all know, last week we opened up and we're super vulnerable in sharing our experiences with domestic violence, which was kind of heavy on both of us. Yeah. Would you agree? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Very, very much so. And for me more, it's more like I don't really open up about it. It's one of those things where like I just put it under the doormat and healed my own little methods or ways. And then now to bring it up, I'm like, oh God, I have to remember that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's it's crazy because that was actually the first time I think I've said it out loud, my story. Because normally it's just like, like I had mentioned posts on Facebook and Instagram in the month of October, but that's just me writing behind my tears and behind my screen. Aww. That episode was probably like the first time I actually said it into words. And I'm giving myself a pat on the back because yeah, that I kept my lot. composure. <laughs> that seriously takes a lot. It really does. And I, I feel I like a lot of women are like you. You know, we're like, I we're I feel like we're opposite in those in that sense where like I was more like the victim, like, oh, my God, boohoo me. I got beat. So like, can you help me boohoo me? Can you save me? Like, get me out of this where you were more introverted about it, you know? So, yeah, I feel like a lot of women could relate to you being introvert and keeping it like in your within your own bubble and kind of just feeling like, I don't know. Did you feel like you were a burden to people if you gave them your issues or problems or like I think it was more of being a failure at that point being a failure because I told you I'm like that example of it could happen to anyone because I was like the semi-perfect daughter <laughs> but when I re-listened to the episode because not that I'm full of ourselves or anything it's just <laughs> I like hearing it when it when it comes out because sometimes I mean you've admitted it too like when we're recording we just like go blank sometimes yeah just like talk 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 and not yep. realize what the hell we're saying until yep. we re-listen to it or whatever so I feel like I got more emotional listening to the episode once it was finally out than when I was actually telling my story. Oh, maybe you were guarding your emotions during telling. So when you were listening, you kind of like reflected. I opened wow. the floodgates of emotions. <laughs> and it doesn't help that we're in Leo season and the moon oh is, God, and yeah. the sun is all funky and weird and emotional. So that's awesome, though, because I feel like, you know, that it's a healing process. So it's one less thing that you have to deal with. One more positive thing on your plate where you could 
look past it and let it go and not have to reflect back or have to have those open wounds. Like you healed yourself. You closed yeah. some of those open wounds that you probably didn't even know you had open, which I feel yeah. like for a lot of our listeners are there in the same boat. Like that's what I was, I was telling Roxy before we uh, started filming, like I got so many messages from different followers that listened to the podcast that related so much to our stories. Um, some people that were in shock, like, you know, somebody did mention like, I don't know how you are so strong today and how you smile and like your story. Nobody would have ever guessed that you had such a heavy story. But I didn't always smile and I didn't always have that face. Like I, you know, like I said before, like my relationship was very abusive. So a smile was not allowed in a lot of ways because it was a sign of you know, like flirting or attention, mm-hmm. wanting attention from somebody today. Like I laugh at a lot of things and I smile with at a lot of things. So that was nice to kind of reflect on when I got that message. But then I got a lot more messages of women that are stuck in what we were once stuck in that moment of life where you're like, okay, I'm done and I'm leaving this relationship. But now what do I do with myself? Like now, how do I feel better now? How do I think better? And kind of just getting out of that. I don't know. For me, I feel feel like my relationship and just life without being, you know, connected to spirit and as healed as I am, I feel like our mindsets are naturally negative, you know, like oh, yeah. we don't can't take compliments. So if somebody says, Oh, your, your dress is cute. You're like, uh, not really. Or, you know, like, or even like, what do you want? Exactly. <laughs> like there's always something behind the compliment. So I feel like a lot of us you know, with that negative mindset or even just, you know, the little things with like, I don't have money for that. Oh my God, I'm around a narcissist. How do I get out of it? I can't tell you how many women I've talked to in the past week that are in very emotionally abusive relationships, um, physically abusive relationship, but don't have that courage to step away. So this week for me was a huge like reflection or just like, I feel like there was people that need us, that need our stories, that need our help, that need our guidance and our advice from all walks of life. I'm so glad that we're even doing this because there's so many people that we are going to be able to, we don't even know them, but, and know their situations, but we're going to be able to help people through to the best versions of them, like us to be on our level. Like I'm not the best, best version of me because I have anxiety (laughs) so bad, but I'm working on it. (laughs) Everything outside of anxiety is good. But we say that all the time that it's like the healing process and the whole journey. Everybody's is unique. We could find similarities in each other's stories, but at the same time, the walk of life that we're taking is our own so we write it the way we want to and I feel like it's a never-ending story of Mm -hmm. the healing because no matter what things are going to come up no matter what absolutely there's probably going to be trauma emotions that you bring up every so often in a way like it's great that we have this platform to put it out there but I do want to mention like anything we say is not set in stone just because it worked for us doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for the next person right because as I mentioned we're all working on our own selves and we're all uniquely different so we just got to find our niche of what's what's going to work for us or what's going to help us feel better. Right. You could try some things, but it might not work. And yeah, I just feel like a lot of us, when we're going through that healing process, we, we try something and we expect instant results because we're so desperate (laughs) for help. Right. Like, it's like, I don't want to cry anymore. I don't want to feel hurt. So we want this like instant reaction. I'm going to tell you a funny story. So like over my vacation time, the family that I was staying with, uh, we kind of got into like the topic of religion somewhat 
Okay. So yes, I believe in God, but I'm more towards spirituality, universe, you know, things like that. The minute I started talking about energy, it was like an instant shutdown from this family where it was like, God, 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 pray to God, God, turn to God, God. And I didn't even get to voice my opinion on it, which is fine. Everybody has their own beliefs. But I remember the, you know, the first time or the, the day that I finally left my marriage, I did turn to God. God was like my, for two full years of, I didn't want to miss church. I didn't, I I would sit, I started off in the Catholic church, just in the prayer room all by myself going, like I dropped the kids off at school and I'd sit in the prayer room and cry and cry and cry. And then I went over to Christianity, which then I got to meet people and talk and, you know, Christians, they have like little, I don't know what you want to call them, like little groups at church. So you have like the domestic violent women and then you have like the marriage group and then you have like like support groups. Exactly. See, like where the Catholic church where at least where I was at, like they didn't really have that. It was more just like prayer based. Mm -hmm. So I ended up going to To Christianity church and just doing all that over the weekend when we started talking about like life in general, I don't want to knock God, but I feel like healing. And for a lot of you guys, and my mindset was the same was we pray to God and we're like, God, fix it. Now we want to, we need healing. Now we don't want to cry no more. We don't want to hurt. Take me out of this situation. God today that's not really how it works like yes he answers prayers yes the universe will answer your prayers but you have to be willing to make those changes so if you're asking and you're praying to whoever you believe your creator you're asking and you're praying for these changes you have to be willing to like analyze what needs to be changed you can't sit at home being depressed you can't be smoking weed getting drunk every day like being at the bar and saying like well i pray and it's not working because through prayer whether it's religious prayer universal prayer whatever like you have to be willing to invest in yourself And yesterday I did a reading for somebody and she was very emotional. And it's, you know, I preach to you guys all the time, whether it's through TikTok, Instagram, like I give you advice, but we have free will. And sometimes our free will, when we're stuck in that negative mindset or that negative emotion, we don't know the free will of positivity. Like I know, how, how about you? Like, I know for me, I was so stuck in negativity where I was like, anytime somebody would show me the light of something, I'm like, nope, I didn't want to hear it. Nope. It had to be my way. I knew their way wasn't going to work. It was hard for me to get out of my negative mindset. What about for you? For me, because emotional abuse is kind of harder to heal than actual physical abuse. Big time. First off, because physical abuse, the bruises end up healing. When it comes to emotional abuse, it's just those words and that manipulation and that brainwash. It's kind of hard to break out of that shell. And when it comes to self-love, a lot of times we end up having this mentality where even growing up where we make a mistake and then it ends up being like we feel like a failure because of our mistake or we feel like we're no longer good enough because of our mistake. Me coming out of the relationship, it was just more like I was not worthy enough for anything like and then to top it off like the family and like friends that had like kind of distanced themselves from you because of him I felt like when they returned it wasn't as genuine yep I agree. even though it was you know yeah 
yeah. their end, it could have been super genuine. But on my side, the receiving side, after coming out from something like that, I just felt like, okay, but where was this when I was, when I needed it the most type of thing, you know? Right. But was it there for you? Like, were those people there for you in the midst of that? You just weren't open-minded to receiving that? It was more like there was arguments because I had to stand by him. Mm. Like, because I knew even if he was wrong, if I were to like even show in my face that I didn't agree with him, I'd get shit for it at home. Yeah. So it was that thing like, I know this is wrong. My intuition and my gut is telling me what he's doing is wrong, like in public or what he's saying is wrong. But at the same time, I can't express it because I'm the one going home with him. Yep. I agree. I know exactly. I remember those days like they were yesterday. (laughs) And so the people from the outside looking in are probably like, well, she stood by him this whole time so she must have known something she would have said something otherwise but they also have to understand I'm not the same person as I was like granted before the relationship I was like independent and like carefree and there's pictures of me with like big ass smiles and shit like that during the relationship that kind of faded away and I remember one person one person who's been one of my closest friends since like high school who pulled me aside within the last month before I left and asked me, are you sure you're okay? Like, cause you're not yourself. Like you smile and you're telling me you're okay, but I don't believe you. But obviously I wasn't going to tell her anything at that point either. But do you feel like, okay, cause I'm, I'm kind of flashbacking to some of the readings that I did this week with, cause they were super heavy. Okay. Like super heavy readings. Do you feel like because you were blinded by love, because I feel like a lot of girls that I did readings for, no matter what I said, you understood it, but you feel so stuck. I could sit here and tell you cards show emotional abuse and show that you're disconnected cards show story of hurt and neglect and loss of self-control and self-confidence but you're still stuck in that like I hear you Andrea but I'm not going to react to it so do you think like for you for me personally I was so in love that nothing could break that love like growing up my mom would always say you're married you stick by your man no matter what through cheating Mm -hmm. through lies you stick by your man so I stuck by my man and it wasn't until I went to call it I mean went to therapy my therapist was like why are you like this and I just remember like my mom always said you stay you stay I didn't know any different until I went to therapy like that one comment yeah I was like what do you mean you don't stay like my mom always said for better or worse when you get married for better or worse sickness and health like dude that was what I did and you're telling me it's Mm -hmm. wrong like what so it was a huge shocker for me because I felt like I listened to what my mom was telling me. Like, I wish, I wish if I, if I could change anything about my past, like when it comes to the relationship, I wish I could find somebody like me that would help me and encourage me because I felt so lost. Like where mm-hmm. I, I, I'm 10 feet under the ground and I have no idea how to get out. Like I had no money. It was, my job was like, I worked at In-N-Out for 11 years. Luckily, I had an amazing manager at the time because I was like, can't go to work today. I feel like shit. Can't go to work today. I just got my ass beat and I have a black eye. Can't go to work today. The kids have no ride to school. Like he stole all my, like, dude, it was so bad. Do you personally feel like you stood because you were blinded by love or like what made you stay even though the outside world was telling you it's time to kick rocks? Like that's honestly an easy question for me to answer. (laughs) 
<laughs> the reason I stayed is also the reason why I left. It was because of my boys. Uh, the kids. I was, yeah, I was no longer, I mean, there once upon a time ago, I was, I had love for him, but I was, I, there was no more of that present, at least on my end. I wanted to make it work because I was like, we're raising two boys. He was never bad to them. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that. I was like, I can't raise them as a single mother. They're boys. How am I going to teach them how to like do manly stuff? You know? <laughs> yeah, the same. That's probably a lot of women that think the same. I thought the same at that time. Today, I'm like, why would you allow your kids to witness that? To witness that it's okay to stay? To witness to... I, I know that there's some women who don't show emotion at all. They feel like any showing an emotion to their kids, showing a weakness showing a tear it's bad like I don't want my kids to see me cry I don't want my kids to see me hurt I don't want my kids mm -hmm. today I'm like uh no your kids need to know it's okay to cry because you cry but you know what you do you pick yourself up you cry and you go back to work you cry it's okay to have emotions like but I know so many women that just bottle that emotion because of their kids I don't want to encourage if you're in a relationship right now and it's abusive and you're with kids I don't want you guys to think you have to look at it from a different perspective like your kids are witnessing whether you believe it or not not did a reading for a girl last night i'm like uh do you have a son she's like yeah i'm like you realize your son is absorbing everything and he is so damn worried about you because it's coming through tarot and she was like speechless our kids know they're not dumb i'm agreeing with you and in the sense of like i was that female that was hiding their emotions i was cold i was known to be cold-hearted even after I left, me too. I would not show emotions. And like I mentioned, the reason I stayed was for the boys because I wanted them to have a father figure. And like I mentioned, and I admitted, like he was good to them to the point where the day I left, and I didn't share this the last episode, but the day I left when I called the cops and they took him away in handcuffs, I had drove to one of my cousin's house, the first cousin that picked up because I had called like so many people like, I need to leave. I don't know when he's going to come back. And she answered it. She's like, yeah, come. So here I go packing, like not even everything, just like right. the notebook of important get. papers yep. and then like their clothes. And I think I didn't even leave with that many clothes, like, cause I was the last person on my mind, but I left because I didn't, I didn't want them to grow up being like him. And I was scared. Like if I were to die, they'd be stuck with him. And what life would that be? Like that, that's when I realized I needed to leave. Because if I were to die, like I couldn't bear to fathom that they would stay with him. That's a crazy. good way to analyze a situation. If you're stuck in a situation right now with kids, like what does yeah. that look like? If something, God forbid, were to happen to you? It, yeah, that's exactly what pushed me to leave. And they were good. To, he was good to them to the point where my oldest was mad at me because he was yelling at me that I sent him to jail. Without them even understanding because you were doing such a great job covering up emotions yeah. and covering up the reality of what was going on. Uh, that's deep. That part killed me because I was like, he's not going to understand until he's older. But then later on, when weeks would pass and stuff, he would remember like that's when he would come up and say things and he stopped calling. I didn't like I didn't grant it. I didn't ask him to stop calling him dad or anything, because even though that wasn't his biological father, that's what he had grew up thinking like that's my dad. And so I didn't tell him to stop calling him dad. There was a point where he ended up calling him by his first name and not by dad like he normally was. And that's when I feel like those memories of him, what he absorbed, like you said, started coming out too. How old was your son at that time? He was four and my youngest was going to be two. Well, wait, hold on. It was eight years ago and he's- Okay, mathematician. <laughs> he's doing it. 
<laughs> she's like, I'm going to get down to the numbers, the direct numbers and the exact numbers my oldest was in high school and then i had two in junior high and one in elementary and one in diapers still so my kids were very but see i was opposite of you i showed my emotions i was like i'm a weak bitch like i cry <laughs> when i have to cry like i have no problem showing that i'm emotional but I've showed my kids like to be strong mm -hmm. and I was never always that strong. I mean, I guess I was because you cover up so much, but I think that today like self-love is something so huge that I, there's not a day or a moment that goes by that I'm not like self-loving myself through that process, like leaving and doing self-love. It was years of church. It was years of talking to people. It was, you know, I didn't go to counseling that long. I don't even remember, maybe a couple months or something. But I remember just the few sessions that I had. There was small little things where she, I, she'd, I'd be like, fuck, okay, yeah, like, damn, I didn't think about that. I was very set in my ways because of my relationship. And I was very guarded with who told me what and how I was going to react because I don't know, I kind of felt like your methods don't work because you're not living in my shoes. That's not going right. to work because you don't know how this asshole acts. And like, so I think like during my journey, I was still like that even after I left. I was very set in my negative ways. I did. I went through my hoe phase after that because I was Same. like, I just want love, <laughs> you know, like somebody just love me, please. Who's going to love me? And then I kind of had like a resentment towards men where I was like, you know, like when you go to that hoe phase and everybody just like nobody wants a relationship. Everybody you're in the wrong. Mm -hmm. I was a party girl. So like I. I mean, I partied. Um, <laughs> I couldn't find anybody like I, that I wanted to date, but obviously because I'm at the clubs Thursday through Sunday night. So who am I really going to find, you know, at a club? I, I just remember like, dude, I was so ratchet, but I got to that point with men where I was so angry with them from what was going on at my life at home that I was like, oh, the minute you ask me to, for dinner or the minute you are starting to catch feelings, I'd be like, peace out. I ain't fucking dating you next. Who's next? Let me go find the next victim. Don't get attached. And I had these rules. I remember like I was that girl, like these are my rules. Don't call me. I only text you. Don't ask me to go on a date. Don't ask me to go to dinner. If you want to yeah. go clubbing, let's go clubbing. It's that's it. If I want to hook up with you, it's my call, not yours. Don't ask. And I had all these rules. And the minute you like got attached, I'd fucking ghost you and fall off the face of your earth and you'd never hear from me because I wasn't looking for that. I was so broken and angry towards men for like the way I was treated, you know? I didn't want any attachment. So after that whole fiasco of a life I was living, I didn't turn back to God so quickly as you did because I was mad at him. That is something I hear a lot from people. And it's funny because I'm that stereotypical. I, I was acting like that stereotypical person where I was like, bro, I was praying that you'd like make them change and you didn't. Yep. <laughs> yep. And so I was very mad at him for a while. After that part of me where I was like mad at him, mad at the world, mad at everything. Even my family will tell you like they were avoiding me at all costs because of my shitty attitude. Me too. <laughs> oh my my gosh me too and I feel like people around me were like that like I'd meet people and I was just a straight bitch like mm -hmm. I had no remorse I was I literally lived in my own pity like it was I was the victim boohoo me like I'm and then it was I'm strong and I'm in control so like if you're mean I'm mean if you're nice I'm nice but I lived on this edge for so long like through yeah. my healing journey like I don't think I started healing myself so quickly after I turned my 
hurt into like anger. Anytime I felt like I wanted to cry, it was like, I'm going to flip the switch to like, let me be mad at you. Then I became addicted Mm. to smoking weed. Anytime I wanted to cry, I just get high. And so what did I do? I resorted to like, I'm just going to stay high every day because then I don't have to fucking deal with any emotions or feeling bad. You were numbing yourself. Yeah. And my kids, I mean, obviously they were like old enough to know you're like in sixth grade, like we're talking about marijuana. And I remember my (laughs) kids coming home, like we were learning about marijuana. And I'm like, what is that? Like schools, come on. You're, you're ruining my game here. You can't even get high, (laughs) you know, to cover my emotions. I do remember like that was years into my heal, not years, but like months. And then it lasted for years and years and years and years and years because I became so addicted to numbing my emotions. So I'd go to therapy still, I'd go to church still, I'd do all these Mm -hmm. self-healing all about me, but be high the whole time. So I was numbing my emotions from the reality of what I should have been feeling or dealing with. So in a sense, you were going through the steps of healing but not necessarily it working because at the same nope. time you were just in that robotic mode because you yep. were high. Couldn't feel anything. I'm not going to cry for you. Yeah. I'm not, I'm numb. Like you can't. And you were probably proving yourself right at that point. Like at this that shit's moment, not working, yep. but it no. wasn't working because you weren't fully invested in getting to that point of healing. And it wasn't until like, to be honest, even when I met my husband, I was still in that stage. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to get our man on, on this sh- episode one day because <laughs> holy shenanigans, my husband will still tell you like, she's a crazy bitch. I still am a bitch, but mm-hmm. Through my healing journey, like I met so many different women, friends, we did different things. I learned so many things about myself that I never knew existed. I took chances like, oh, vacation. What is that? Like, oh, hiking, fishing. What is that? I've never done that. Okay, let's go try that. And when you would do that kind of stuff for yourself afterwards, did you have a sense of guilt? At the beginning? Yes, because I didn't incorporate my kids. Because I looked okay. at it like, I need an outlet. I need a break from mm-hmm. kids. I'm a mom. Like, my, remember, I had five kids. So yeah. I, it was my outlet. Then I started like every weekend as it is, I was partying. And then in between partying, I'm like, oh, trying these new things without my kids. So they, to this day, still have a lot of resentment towards me because I was MIA. Like I was on this, like, it's all about me. Like if I'm not right, mm-hmm. you're not right. But I know it's extreme. It was very selfish of me. It was extremely selfish. I, di- I didn't have no guidance. So I didn't have anybody to say balance kids and balance being a mom and balance. Right. Like I was just such a broken, hot fucking mess that I just needed to find anything to find that grounding. Then I was in and out of shelters and it sucked because you had to check in by five o'clock if you wanted a bed. You don't keep your shit there. So between trying to work at in and out and be in a shelter, pick up my kids and make sure everybody's at the shelter by five o'clock it was a hot mess like life for me was a hot fucking mess I try to find friends I did meet friends along the way where like they let me spend the night there people would help me you know pick up food from the churches because like Mm -hmm. at that point like I couldn't even pay my rent so I like wrote this long letter to my landlord like please I have nowhere to go like this was after I got out of the homeless shelter I got into an apartment I still couldn't afford it it was just a very crazy time for me like humbling time I, I I moved in I moved into my mom's for like a month then I just remember like God please give me at least these 30 days to be able to withstand <laughs> to not want to kill somebody in this house two weeks in I'm like I can't fucking do this like I need to fucking move so mm-hmm. I moved in with some friends 
and it was me and the kids all in one bedroom. I ended up getting my kids taken away from me. Like, oh, wow. my, my ex, the ex that I'm talking about it through this is my youngest daughter's dad. But my older girl's dad, their dad ended up fighting me for custody. So I got all four of my older ones taken away. And my baby stood with me. And at that time, she was probably like maybe four or five years old. It was the hardest thing in my entire life. I like I kept I was trying and trying to do what I could the whole time I had somebody in my background fucking logging my every move I lost custody of my kids and I think that was the day that I broke because I I I felt like I was trying to do all the right things with no guidance and nobody to turn to like it was just me and I went through a very very heavy emotional like phase of life and it changed me forever I mean my kids still have resentment like I said towards me today um not all five of them two of them still have a lot of resentment and I think that like through everything you will never understand why I did the things I did or why I was the way I was until you're older and you understand I was just a fucking broken little girl who was raised to think you stick by your man no matter what you love your man no matter what that moment I got my kids taken away was like not because I was on drugs not because I was abusive not because of anything other than at that time we were going from house to house from shelter to shelter I had two jobs I was unstable like I didn't I couldn't take care of them I was always working gone hustling trying to do something to make sure we had food and we had somewhere to sleep so I feel like that was like a turning point for me where I'm like okay where do I fucking start again I dealt with it through a lot of healing that was my turning point to like I need to let go of friends that don't need to be in my bubble like who Mm -hmm. needs to be in my bubble who's helping me and who's fucking weighing me down and I'm gonna tell you right now it was like fucking 99% of my bubble that was cut the fuck off like you don't serve me and it was another selfish moment of mine but it was something that I had to do for my own self-growth and my own self healing was letting go of people that don't belong in my bubble what was your first mindset or switch flip the switch (laughs) the flip the switch I don't know because I guess the whole feeling your emotions and stuff like that even after I left I didn't express my emotions like I mentioned where I was like seen as this like cold-hearted like bitch basically but behind closed doors I'd allow myself a day to like just cry and that would be and I would only give myself permission to do that once a month and it was like either in the shower behind closed doors going to sleep when I'm by myself or whatever and that was to keep my sanity from like everything else that was going on Mm. because I was trying to like I don't care like fuck this like I'm just gonna go with the motion you kind of like numb yourself towards certain things yeah so that once a month for me was like for me to let out all the emotions that I had been carrying with me so then I could start fresh again and keep on going and then I still felt the attachment to him because we were still married and I had to wait those six months before I could technically like file for divorce and then from there it cost it like thousands of dollars for me because which was most of my savings because thankfully one thing I did not allow him to do was for us to open a joint bank account Ooh, smart the excuse I gave him was like I've had this bank account since I was 16. So my rewards that they're giving me, like, I'm not going to find it. The loyalty rewards, which I wasn't getting any. But 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 you found a a loophole. Yeah. I was like, they've taken care of me. So I don't want to lose their business. Like, well, you know, I'll send you money for my paycheck to pay the bills and stuff. And I think that's what allowed me also to get like a little cushion for when I left, because if not, I probably wouldn't have been able to like do what I did after that. 
the whole whole phase and getting the divorce and stuff like that. I took the divorce as I was going through grief because something had ended. Yep. And a lot of people that don't go through it will not understand they'll automatically think, well, you were set free. Weren't you, wasn't it like the happiest? Like, granted, it's funny because I don't celebrate the day I got divorced. If anything, every year I celebrate the day I left, which I I don't even remember mine. I'm like, fucking close that chapter. Nope, not reopening it. And a lot of friends that like from that first year after I left, a lot of friends that I had known since like elementary school, middle school and stuff like that basically took his side in a sense because they thought I was just spreading lies or they thought I like I was making this shit up to just have a reason to divorce and not necessarily because I went through it. But then when it came down to it, the people that were around me and saw me through like afterwards, the way I was closed off, the way like I wouldn't look people in the eye because it was a sense of like, cheating or whatever you know it was just like they could see the post-traumatic part of me that was still trying to like get through what I had been through yeah but I remember one time I was in the car and my mom came out and like swung my door open because I was gonna leave somewhere and she like moved her hand in a way to like give me something but at that time my reaction was to like flinch and block her I think that was the moment she realized like how much it fucked me Mm -hmm. because here I was thinking she was gonna hit me even now I've done that with my current boyfriend where he'll move a certain way when we're laying together watching tv and I'll like I'll catch myself flinching and I'll like why am I doing that like he's never laid hands on me like and it's been already like seven years that I've left. Oh my God. And it'll still come up on occasions like that. Like where I just trip out like natural, like natural instinct to just yeah. defend yourself. Yeah. I think I just did it last night too. And it's probably because it probably stemming from the fact that we're sharing our stories. Yes. So it's probably like opening up these like memories that we yes. try to suppress and kind of keep in the back of our head or whatever. Totally agree with you that we're going to have to have them on. <laughs> yeah. Because he even tells me himself, like, I will leave you before I think of putting my hands on you. Oh, like, I will never do that to you. And if you believe me or not, that's up to you. But I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. It's so crazy how our lives have changed. I I just remember like feeling like I hit rock bottom and I didn't know how I was going to get out of rock bottom. Like, what did that even look like? Where do I even start? I was just too much in that depressive state to to even think about, is this really going to work? Is this not really going to work? And that's when I got more heavily into like my spirituality. The universe had a bigger plan for me. And that's when I started getting into like crystals for healing, Mm-hmm. Let me just buy some crystals and hold them. Let me get tarot card readings. Let me get reading energy readings. It wasn't until I met my husband, like we we met at a moment where I was, I had just got in a car accident. I was another moment of being a broke ass. Okay. I had no car at that point because my car was totaled and I had no money to get another car. My daughter was five and she wanted to join cheer. And he happened to be like the football cheer president for the league of the city. And we met and, you know, like I said, in the last episode, it's funny because my kids were just like, you have to date him. He's so nice. He's this, he's that. Like, and I'm like, fuck no, like, dude, there's no fucking way. Like, but the more I realized things and he would bring things to my attention, like just like the fighting, like I was always in fight mode, just like you, like, yeah, because I was always in defense. Like it was fight or flight. Like, and I always thought the world was out to hurt me. And I always thought that men were out to hurt me. 
um, based off of that. And I think that it just took for somebody to change my mindset and give me hope, somebody to show me a different life and say, Hey, there's hope still. Like you're, you're, you're not alone. Like there's, you're not broken where I feel like this is where I reach out to a lot of you guys that are our listeners. Like I'm glad to that Roxy and I could be a part of your journeys. I'm glad that we're here to be able to help you and give you guidance because a lot of times we feel alone, you know, like we, we, we might not have all the advice that works for you. All we know is what worked for us and the things that mm-hmm. we tried, but we're always open to suggestions. We're always open to people that need advice, people that just want to talk, people that, you know, need guidance, direction. I feel like we're always here for that. Every day I'm doing self-love. Like it's all about me. If I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it. That's going to bring me peace and grounding. I'm going to do it. I don't care what you think, say, feel, because I need that small moment, you know? And if my energy is funky, I'm like, I need to ground myself, you know? And being selfish is okay. Cause like when you go on a flight and, you know, the flight attendant ends up saying like, in case of emergency, put your own mask on first and then help those around you. You have to think of life that way. And I often say that to people that like, I could tell need that self-love because it's like, bro, how are you going to help those around you if you're empty or God forbid you're dead, you know, like that's the number one reason why they put, tell you, put your oxygen mask on yourself first. That way you could keep breathing while you're helping those around you, because how are you going to like help those around you nearly suffocating? Then that help is not going to be like a hundred and is probably going to like be worse than better for those around you. Also at the same time, like I would pray and I would be like, God, please send me someone to love or please send me, you know, yes, I remember (laughs) those prayers. (laughs) Send me, send me like my other half. Yes. God. So many times, like send me my Prince Charming, send me my love, send me the person that's not going to hurt my feelings, send me all these things. And honestly, it happened. It happened in due time. More than anything, I think it happened at a time that I was healed, not fully healed Mm -hmm. because I feel like we're always a work in progress, but I was healed. Like I was a new version of Andrea. And I needed my husband at that time to show me a different life or to open my mind to something different. And he teases me even still to this day. You don't know anything about life. You, you're so secluded. You don't know music. You don't know TV. You don't know this. And I'm like, <laughs> bro, yeah, I don't. Cause my relationship, my marriage was really, I couldn't do a lot of things. So like, yeah. You're teaching me a whole new way of life. Living under a rock to like completely different, but I feel my energy is completely different. And that's why I could help people the way I do today through my story. That's why I could lift my chin so high. I made a promise to myself years ago, like no motherfuckers ever going to break me. Like Mm -hmm. you better fucking take me out and kill me because you will not break me. Like I was broken once before and I will never, I will do everything and anything to not go down that same broken path again. And that's one thing that once you've left, left, it's easier to keep your word to yourself when it comes to that, because you've already known what that type of relationship is at. But this is not knocking those people that end up with someone else that ends up turning into someone toxic or anything like that either. Because when we end up opening ourselves up to the next relationship could define how that relationship would go. Because for me, like I said, I was like, praying to God, give me my Prince Charming. I think I've deserved him by now. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. And I was in my late 20s and I was like, God forbid me turn 30 as a single female like and I started dating someone that's not who I'm with now. So I had a relationship before this one. And even then I feel like that one as much as I wanted it to work, there were signs 
that it wasn't meant for me. Yeah, but and did you listen to the signs or you gave it a shot and you went against the signs? I gave it a shot because for me, I thought I was being too hard with the quote unquote red flags thinking, oh, it's because of my past. I'm not, you know, giving them a fair chance. Don't get me wrong. This guy was not like abusive at all or nothing. It was just like mentally he wasn't at my level, even though he was older than me. Well, see, I feel like in those situations now, spiritually, it was for a reason, whether you were meant to teach him or he was meant to teach you. There was a lesson. There was a, a reason why you guys temporarily came into each other's lives. And I think we were great. So he did open my eyes to a sense where like I could be loved again, treated well again. I could fall in love again type of thing. You know, like he, I feel like he was meant in my life to show me that it's okay to put my guard down and be loved again, but it wasn't going to work out because like I said, he wasn't mentally at my level maturely. Because he'd be like, he'd still want to go out every night. I was done with my whole phase. I was done with my party yep, phase. Exactly. I was done with all that. Like I was ready to like settle. want the next thing, which was like settle by my own house. So mentally, he wasn't at my level at that sense, even though we had like so much fun together. And he would, we would end up breaking things off. And it's funny because he ended up telling me like, we could still be friends the first time he wanted to break things off because he wanted his freedom to still go out and stuff. Not necessarily to go fuck around because he wasn't that type, but in a sense of not having to worry about me because I was at home studying for school because I had got back to school or I didn't have a babysitter or like I couldn't mm-hmm. just up and go out like he could because he was single with no kids and I had my two kids that I had to think about, you know? In that sense, I feel like that was one of the reasons why we broke up the first time while he broke up with me. I didn't mind him going out. Like I didn't care. But I guess he felt guilty that he wanted to break things off. And when he did, I remember him asking me, like, we could still be friends. One of the lines that I love from Audrey Hepburn from I forgot the movie, but she ends up saying, like, I have so many friends in my life. Unless one of them dies, I have no more room for more friends. Oh. <laughs> basically told him that like you I don't need a friend like I needed a partner and if that's not you then that's fine we'll go our separate ways and then a couple months without me talking to him or nothing like that I guess he missed me wanted me back so there I go back in and that was the part that my friends were like you need to let go let go because every time we would break up because he wanted his freedom we'd go our separate ways and then I wouldn't talk to him and I guess the fact that me not talking to him he missed me in his life that he'd come back and be like okay I'm ready but he wouldn't be ready. He was an v- energy vampire. Yeah. <laughs> taking your energy. In one of our breaks, I had met my boyfriend now, but I thought of him more. And he'll he'll tell you this all the time. I thought he was going to be like, just a fuck buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For I sure. didn't think anything serious was going to go about me and who I'm with now. And he like, he remembers that because I admitted to him. <laughs> That's funny. Like, I never thought this was going to go anywhere. And here we are living together, (laughs) talking about the awesome. But yeah, I definitely think that first guy was in my life to open myself up and let some guards down for me to be able to like, I guess, move on to the, yeah, move on and learn to be able to accept the actual love that was meant for me, which is the person who I'm with now. The, The universe works in mysterious ways. And I think for a lot of women, like I said, this week has been so heavy with dealing with women and relationships that are fucked up and people that are like 
they know they need to leave their relationship, but they stay and stay yeah. for multiple reasons. Like I said, we all have free will and free will will take us down the opposite road of your destiny or the reason that you were put here. Um, we were not put here as women to be slaves or to be mistreated, to be unhappy. Like your sole purpose is not to be unhappy. Your sole purpose is to find its happiness, but you're only going to find it if you do the work. And if you're willing to take a chance into the unknown faith, unknown, like you know, some things might not seem right at the moment. That that message, that signal might take you down a path where you're like, nope, I'm not doing that. Nope, I'm not listening. And a lot of times when I talk to a lot of a lot of people that I talk to when I'm doing readings, they're so stuck in their ways. So you get a message like you read something on TikTok or you read something on Instagram about universal change and things like that. And you you own it. But when you have to take action to it you fail you stick you you settle back mm -hmm. down to the low vibration energy it's easier to stay in my relationship it's easier to stay toxic it's easier or you have all these excuses of why you can't leave your toxic relationship or your narcissist relationship like yeah if if you want change you have to be willing to and i i feel like for everybody we all hit a rock bottom and that rock bottom you know sometimes with card readings yesterday i did a, a reading where i I told her, you know, you're at your, you're hitting your rock bottom, but luckily, you know, cards, tarot's telling you, Hey, I'm giving you another chance. God's giving you another chance. The universe is giving you another chance. And not a lot of people get those warnings or not. A lot of people get that help or that notification of, Hey, your rock bottom is for you to start all over so that you could be abundant so that you could be successful. So you could be happily in love and married and everything that you've ever thought of. But if you don't take that chance, you'll never know. Exactly. And the one thing I will say is it starts with yourself. Like you need yeah. to love yourself unconditionally in order to get the things going where we mentioned, like you need to speak the truth to yourself and do it with some kindness yeah. and love unapologetically as well. Yep. We're doing self-love is not like just an action, but more as a sense of like, emotion and the way you see yourself like for example complaining you could complain and complain and complain but that's just bringing yourself down mm -hmm. and everybody's asking like what we did and stuff I read a lot like <laughs> I mean I have my trash reality tv that I watch to you know make myself feel better that I don't have that much drama but at the same time I also like reading a lot and there's this book that I found that's like that's called what the heck is self-love anyway that's what it's called. Ooh, interesting. It's a super easy read. And in there, it talks about like what self-love is in different aspects of your life. One of them is like the complaining. There's a difference between complaining and venting. So complaining is basically just noticing everything wrong without taking that responsibility of what you've done to cause it. Mm, right. Which a lot of people don't take responsibility for themselves. Exactly. So it's just playing the blame game and not accepting the responsibility and just complaining, complain like you had mentioned this in a reading for our August bonus episode. I forgot what sign, but you're like, if someone were to ask you like, hey, can you go buy me a bag of chips? That person could be like, but it's too hot outside, but it's this and that. Uh, like, yeah. And fucking yeah. complain about everything. It puts you in this mood where it's just like it lowers your vibration and the opposite sense, like being able to vent like in a healthy way. It, the book explains like it's basically where you are working through the emotion and you're speaking. It could either be you're venting to yourself 
you're venting to your journal or you're venting to a friend. But if you're venting to a friend, you got to let that friend know like, hey, just hear me out as I work through my thoughts of, you know, me Mm. processing what's happening and how I could work through it instead of you just like laying that on your friend and like, they're going to take it as complaining and they're going to be like, I don't want to hang out with you anymore because all you do is fucking complain. Right, right. (laughs) What I liked about the book is that it does say there is a way to like make yourself aware of it to end. And he calls it the three A's to end complaining. Hmm. Triple A. Yeah. So the first one is awareness where you're like, I'm unhappy with X, Y, Z situation. That's your awareness of the situation. Then you got to go move on to the acceptance. Like I'm responsible for dealing with X, Y, Z situation. And that's your sense of accepting your responsibility and what the situation is. And then lastly, it's the action. Like the action I'm taking is this in order to get through it. Or the action I'm taking is to leave it alone and move on. No action is just as good as some action. That's something so powerful. You know, if you really Mm -hmm. sit and think about those three things, like that is that could change your situation and your mindset from very low energy to like very high energy and I think like you know that's why I'm always like bad bitch energy when I talk Mm -hmm. about me because I just feel like I was low bitch energy and no bitch energy my whole life (laughs) (laughs) and now I'm like no I'm a fucking bad bitch like Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna keep vibrating and radiating that everybody even on my days that I feel like shit like today when my energy feels blah my anxiety's been hey bunkers wild off the chain I still know like I'm a bad bitch but my my energy is a little low but I always encourage you guys you know all of you guys always like bad bitch energy claim the bad bitch energy because I guarantee you if you look yourself in the mirror and you're like I'm a bad bitch if you do that for like a week straight like seven days straight I guarantee you on day eight of you doing that your confidence level will completely change you'll be drawn to different things that the universe brings to you because you're a bad bitch so you're bringing in positive things like strong high you know, energy, positive frequencies, positive people, people that radiate with you on the same level. Look at, I met Roxy. That means, that must mean she's a bad bitch too. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. I try to be. Just also the way society and a lot of us have been brought up. Yeah, for sure. Our mistakes are seen as failures and in putting ourselves down when in fact our mistakes are simply what they are mistakes. It's your way of overcoming that mistake and taking it in as lesson learned. Yep. Time to move on and take what I need from it. Yep. And you know, sometimes like I had a girl yesterday, I did a reading for it and she got or let go from her job and she didn't understand why there was, you know, she's just like, I don't understand. Like, this is who I am. That Like I am a firm believer again with energy and universe that job could have been taken away from you from her because the universe had a better plan for you and you weren't listening to the plan you weren't listening to the signs that the universe was saying hey time for something new hey maybe you heard a reading on tiktok and it's like hey time for something new and you chose to stay so when the universe throws at you a million signs and you're oblivious to it because you're just like so comfortable and like oh i hear you universe but i'm not going to do anything well then shit hits the fan and now you have no choice but to move on so In her case, she got let go 
it's not a negative thing because I guarantee you, if you lift your energy and you start to feel better and you shake it off, you take what you, the lessons that you need to learn from that job or that atmosphere, that vibe, I guarantee you something bigger and better will come for you. I love that. And I guess it's, again, the way our mind is wired. And instead of thinking, again, this is something I learned from the book, instead of having that thought process of like, oh my God, all this shitty stuff is happening to me. Just think of it as like, it's happening for me. Yep. Like even in the manifestation episode where it's like, things can seem like they're going wrong and it's just because it's making room for better, better and bigger. Yep. Just I like my, that. Yeah. Like my first relationship with that guy that I thought, okay, this is the one. Cause I'm finally opening up to someone. Oh, like, yeah. He was there to do, to teach me a lesson, which is about like love that I could, I was capable of loving again after my abusive marriage. Mm-hmm. And then that was it. And now I've upgraded. Look, everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. awesome. Well, I feel like we gave a lot of people a lot of advice. And I know today, Roxy had a really cool idea to end our podcast. I'm going to let you take over and I'll follow, I'll follow your lead today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's this Instagram account that I came across and the IG username is the Sierra guide. And I fell in love with the content on it because it definitely promotes self-love, beautiful affirmations and stuff. So we're going to take a page from that like account. And instead of doing our usual, you know, obviously we, we we're wishing you all love and light, (laughs) (laughs) but instead of cutting out to our theme song, which we have at the beginning as well, we're kind of just going to go into this like meditative state, I guess. But if you're driving, don't close your eyes. <laughs> right. For sure. Don't close your eyes. You could, pause you could repeat, but don't yeah, close yeah. your eyes. <laughs> but we're basically going to say 20 affirmations. We're going to go back and forth and just save this episode, download this episode, you know, come back to it whenever you need these, this reminder. We'll probably also just post it, post this on our IG account too, just as like a little easier way access. Yeah. Yeah, easier access for you guys to go to this page because I definitely recommend it. Maybe this person that runs this page hears us and wants to be on the podcast. <laughs> but all right, so here we go. Okay, so wait, I want everybody to give them a second. Go, go get your blanket. Go lay down. Go do something where you need to just chill so that we could do this short little affirmation to yes. manifest positivity because I feel like this is manifesting too. Yes, and just do to this bring for you. Some- without feeling guilty because if you end up feeling guilty for doing something for yourself it's defeating the purpose of doing something for yourself i am loved i am wanted i am enough i am strong i am smart I belong here. I make others smile. I accept myself. I am confident. I am worthy of a great life. I am worthy of love. I am great. 
I am respected. I am living to my fullest potential. I am beautiful. I am full of gratitude. I attract opportunities. I am a positive light. I am kind. I love myself. Mm-hmm.